Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Indie Film Review with me, Dan. And of course, as always, here is Jared. Hi. Hi. So this is a catch-up episode, guys. We are going to catch up on some films that we've watched that may not be independent films because we are independent people and we get to watch whatever we want to watch outside (laughs) of the show. So this is our chance to kind of like share the wealth with each other, essentially. Yeah, we're going to shoot the shit. This is a relaxed fit episode. All ketchup, no mustard, you know? Yes. We're just hanging out, having fun. Giving you that content you crave. That content. So, uh, yeah, today, me and Dan, we we picked a few things that we've watched recently, and uh, we're going to talk about them. Uh, all of mine are pretty much just movies. What do you have? Is it is it just movies? or? I have some movies. I have a TV show. And that's basically it. All right. So you want me to start it off? Sure. All right. So I've been watching this show called Teletubbies. Now, it's about <laughs> these four friends. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, they really worship the sun god. It's a very fascinating show. It's a baby. Uh, no, okay. Is Teletubbies even a reference that people know about anymore? I feel like that show is so old now. I don't know. I don't. I feel old. I just made myself feel old. Uh, okay, anyways, I watched a film called The Harder They Fall. It is a Western on Netflix. It just came out this year. It is an all-black Western. Wow. And it is fucking fantastic. It is about this tragic event happens to the main character. And you don't really know why, like something happens to his family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he grows up and he wants to get revenge. And it's a classic revenge story. And he's going out and hunting these bad guys. But what's great about it, in like all great Westerns, is that not only is the main character and his merry band of misfits, not only are they all characterized and there's like fun little quirks about them. You get to learn about them and kind of see what they do mm-hmm. within the group and the dynamics. The villains have their own version of that. So the villains are also really fun characters really? that you get to learn and follow. And, and like, they all have like these cool, some have like backstories and it, it's so much fun. I love when movies go in, into like detail of really defining what the villains are. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job of like making you even sympathetic for both sides. Cause both sides are pretty much bad guys who kill people. Just one side is like, no, 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 this is the main character. <laughs> so I really like that, how it's the line is kind of blurred between who the, like who's good and who's bad. Where'd you see this? It's on Netflix. Okay. I highly recommend it. It has a 6.6 on IMDb, which I feel like is too low. This movie's really good. And it's really well shot. Really, a lot of really fun, interesting ideas. Like, there's one scene where, um, this is kind of a spoiler, but whatever. Just to, like, entice you into the film. One of the characters goes into the bad guy's evil lair, which is like Mm. this uh, saloon. And in the saloon, there's this beautiful woman who is complete. She's like completely naked, but she's covered in blue paint. And she's doing like this weird dance all over the place in this like blue paint. And it's (laughs) really fucking wild. So you're going to see some shit you've never seen. There's there's a lot of really great moments of stuff I had never seen in a Western in this. that I think they did a really good job. So this movie's fun. I highly recommend it. Here, let me go in. Some of the big names in this. Jonathan Majors is in this. Uh, You you might not recognize that name, but when you see his face, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's amazing. Uh, Regina King is in this. Uh, Lakeith uh, Stanfield is in this. He is from uh, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. He was was also in Knives Out. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best actors in this. Uh, I was so, like, star-studded cast. Fucking really stoked. And, uh, yeah, go see it. It's one of those movies where you... 
you start watching, you're like, oh, I know him. Oh, I recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just all these really great actors in it. So, yeah, uh, go check it out. I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. Okay, so my thing. First, I want to have a little gripe. A little gripe about IMDb, the app. Mm. Um, they've been doing something recently that just, it just really just makes me upset. And... Oh no. There'll be times whenever I'm watching a movie, like I like to watch old movies and I like to get to know the cast and be like, oh, where have I seen that actor before? So I'll go, Mm -hmm. I'll pause the movie, I'll go to IMDb. And what IMDb, the app has recently been doing is the minute that I look everything up and I'm like, okay, I'm about to stop because I got all everything I need. It'll be like, Mm -hmm. what do you rate the movie? It's like, I haven't even finished rate watching it yet. I can't rate it yet. But it doesn't give you, like, it just it prompts you to rate it, and it makes me feel like I can't rate it later, even though I know in my my big boy head that I totally can. Just the fact <laughs> that it's so immediate, and it's like, you need to rate this movie right now. And I'm like, I haven't finished oh, it yet. Man. So, That's I don't know. That's funny. I just, stop it, IMDb. Let me rate it whenever I want to rate it. Anyway, so I know it's in the middle of December. <laughs> And um, it's been a while since this movie been came out, but um, I watched Halloween Kills in theaters, and hey! I can finally I can finally talk about it All now right. that it, now that it's out of theaters, and they won't um, try to now that it, now that everyone's already formed an opinion on it. Yeah, absolutely, this will be really exciting. Yes, exactly. So here's here's my opinion. Um, movie was terrible. I was not expecting it to be good because the first one wasn't really that good. Like just I don't know. I'm just such a fan of horror movie franchises that I have to I have to watch it. Um, it had a lot of really interesting cinematography in it, but the narrative just really, really bothered me. It it was it, it became less about Michael Myers and more about group like a, a piss poor job of mob, mob thinking, mentality, mob yeah. mentality. And like, they kept recording this or they kept saying the same shit over and over and over again, which was, um, uh, what did they say? He dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. And they kept saying it over and over again. And I just like, Oh, this is, this is so bad. But I will say some of the, um, deaths were very creative, which that's mm-hmm. always a good thing in the film. And the first, 10 minutes of the movie something i've never seen happen before maybe it has happened but they they took it there like why would you take it there but they did they murdered the first responders whoa like the the climax of the old film like, did you see the first film from like 2018 yeah so mm-hmm. you know how he dies in a fire mm-hmm. the firefighters show up and they they essentially put the fire out and he comes out and just murders that whole crew. It's fucking crazy. God damn it, dude. And you know, my, my two of my family members are firefighters. So I'm like, Hmm, this is, this is rough. Well, come on. Let's firefighters get killed too by a monster. Come on. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's realistic, but still, I mean, eventually they're going to, well, no, there's, I feel like there's been plenty of films where they kill teachers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What's, what's next? Veterinarians. Gosh, is anything safe? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the guy the guy from invasion you're gonna kill my dentist the guy from invasion of the body snatchers takes his like human head dog to the veteran and it just a veterinarian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it bites his throat off uh, i wish you see matt besser's head on that because of that t-shirt oh, he made for yeah. improv for humans it's it sounds like the film just treated the audience like they were stupid yes That's it did what it, the vibe i got it did um it was i don't know it just 
it's it's time to let that that franchise die. It's time to let it go away because it there's never there's going to be a third one now. Oh, they left no. room for the third one, which they're going to do, I guess, next year. I, I don't know. Like, I'm having less fun than I did with, like, the, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Not the most recent remake, but you know how Wes Craven, in the 90s, he made one called New Nightmare that forgot about all the old ones? I liked that one a lot, and that was a nice transformation. Like, I, I want a new horror director to stop, you know, remaking things and just... Or if you do remake it, like do something transformative, bring breathe new life into yeah. the franchise, and I don't think that was achieved. But Dan, money, but money though. There was a really like two characters that I loved. Um, they literally call themselves this in the house. They call themselves Little John and Big John, hmm. and they were a gay couple, and they they die horrible deaths. But just listening to them talk to each other was hilarious. Yeah, so Halloween Kills, don't watch it. it but chances yeah. are you already did. Way to go, stupid. <laughs> Looks bad. Didn't want to see it. I saw a review of it, and then they said it was bad, and I said, yeah, I agree. I kind of enjoyed the first new one, the 2018 one or whatever. I didn't. It was fun in theaters. It was fine, but I, like, I'd never thought about it again until now. You know, it's just like, yeah. you just throw it in the trash of your mind, right? Okay, so next movie. The Invisible Man. Oh, with uh, Elizabeth Moss? Yes. How was this that? This was done by uh, Leah Wannell. Wannell. And uh, she wrote and directed it. And it looks like it's based on, I guess, the novel. Is H.G. Wells the original writer of The Invisible Man? I think I so, yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss is amazing. She's fantastic. In everything she does, yes. Yeah, and, and Oliver Jackson Cohen plays the actual Invisible Man in this. He's good, too. Uh, you'll recognize him if you see him. This movie, it takes the premise of like, ooh, Invisible Man, you know, like all the the worn tropes of what that could be and turns it into a fucking horror movie because now it's about spousal abuse and getting away from an abusive relationship. Imagine yeah. doing that, but the person you're trying to get away from can be invisible and is stalking you and trying to ruin your life. Until you get back with them. And and he will stop at nothing to do that. Like, he will kill people. He will hurt people just to get you to come back and be with him. Because he has unlimited money and resources and a fucking suit that makes him invisible. <laughs> and and what's great is, like, you don't know for a while if, if that's really happening or not. And the performances are good. Uh, this movie was, like, genuinely creepy and scary. The ending is great. Uh, just everything about this movie really, really works. Um, I was so surprised by how good this was because when you see like the trailer, oh, I'm sorry. This came out in 2020, by the way, not 2018 or whatever I said. When I saw the trailer for it, I was like, eh, Invisible Man. It made me think of, uh, you know how they're trying to reboot like the Wolfman mm -hmm. and the mummy and yeah, shit. Yeah. You're like, those sucked. And you're like, these are fucking terrible. This is an awful idea with Tom Cruise. These are awful. So when this came out, the Invisible Man, that's, that's all I thought of. I was like, oh, it's one of those like shitty fucking uh, mm. reboots they're trying to do. This is its own thing. It, it, it might as well just be completely removed from the old films and like that franchise in general. Uh, and I really like what it was doing. So yeah, can't, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, did you have any questions for me, Dan, about it or whatever? Is Elizabeth Moss like yet again, a powerhouse? Oh yeah. She's fantastic in this. I mean, I, I haven't got around to watching it, but I'll have to do that soon. She's so good at being like, somebody you care about, but also she plays like a very manic 
and just tortured person. Mm-hmm. And she does that in such a believable way. I feel like maybe she's gone through some of this stuff in her yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like maybe. she's just channeling things that she's been through. Jared, um, I watched a a TV show. Well, I wouldn't call it a TV show. A series, if you will. Um, goes by really quickly. Not a lot of people have heard of it, I don't think. It's uh, Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. Mm, mm. What's that? Uh, it's, I, I don't know. It, it's nobody. I don't think anybody's going to be interested in it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever heard of it. I, I heard it was like a Korean show. So like, yeah, I don't watch anything that has subtitles. <laughs> um, I only watch shows that speak in freedom. Guys, and if they don't speak in freedom, I don't watch <laughs> freedom. Guys, I boarded the hype train and I got on it and I got off on the last stop. I watched every single episode. Um, I don't know. I wanted to not like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you not want to like it? I don't like hype. I don't yeah. like hype at all. It's, it's just, I hate it. I hate it whenever it, something gets popular and everybody's like, oh, you got to watch this. I hate that mm-hmm. feeling. But I watched it. I enjoyed it. I think it has a lot of really interesting things to say about money. A lot of really interesting things to say about democracy. A lot of really interesting things to say about the human condition. Like, it's like a good Korean film. The only thing I have a problem with is it would have been better as a film to me. I hate Mm. having to watch a whole series. Like, it took me, it took, it took me out of Breaking Bad to know that, like, oh, I have to watch another 45 minutes of just gut punching nastiness. You know, like in this film or this, the series does that. So, I mean, I think it could have been done in a two hour movie. Maybe not, but just, oh man, the drama in it is fantastic. The acting in it is, in fa- is fantastic. The mise en scène, dude, hmm. the way these sets look is there's this really awesome scene from how they get to the, their living quarters to each game. It's like this, it's an MC Escher steps kind of deal where like some of the steps are upside down on the ceiling and shit. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's like all neon pink and green. It looks so awesome. So I, I saw the first episode. Okay. So I did get to see that and it was really, really cool. I really enjoyed it. I recommend finishing it. It's, it's fantastic, but it, it it took it took me a while to watch it, but it, it like I said, so you've seen you know how it has a lot to say about money. Yes. So it, yes. that that the implication of money gets more and more um, interesting as it goes along. Like th- think about the money as you watch it. Also think about again how democracy works as a ideology in terms of running a country, but also think about it in terms of an ideology of play. And mm-hmm. gameplay in general, like the theory of games, the theory of Ga- yeah, the game theory of yeah, it. interesting. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot going on with it. Um, I'll probably watch the second season whenever that comes. But oh yeah, yeah. I, I it's funny because like you're right. People were talking about the show just nonstop. You c- I couldn't escape it. But I still just even seeing a still from it and looking at the title, I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. Yeah. And it, it's it's fascinating to me what gets popular and what doesn't because i would never have thought a show like this would have gotten popular yeah but i guess it's because of the message that they're so like this film is obviously made for the korean it's trying to say something about the korean government and how 
their run, but then it sounds like it mirrors so much with what's yes, going on does. in America and democracy in and general. I think, I think that's that what it resonates with such a huge audience, and that's that's special. But I think it's it's reaching past that, and it's thinking about money not on a national scale, but on a global scale, not just okay. the United States money. But I'm talking about like international trade. How like China has kind of a stranglehold on the entirety of the world's money and it's all in a bank account it's all numbers in a computer really yeah if you're not doing business with china you're hurting your economy yeah as a, as a nation it just yeah interesting oh i have one question so in the first episode they introduce you to a few distinct characters you're like okay these are going to be like the main players do they keep introducing more main players as the show goes you know what i mean like and you get to learn their backstories and what's going on with them or is it basically those initial characters and we how many initial characters in were there there were like four okay so you're including the main character five your your initial characters are main character his friend old guy um the immigrant gang lady and gang guy the immigrant from south korea and then the immigrant from pakistan okay Okay. That, that's, so those that's are like the main ones? Yeah, those are the main ones. Oh, I'm totally fine with that, because we get to dive into like them and their backstory. See, well, now, okay, so the immigrant from South Korea, or North Korea, she has a couple of really interesting moments, but there's one moment that just, I don't know, everybody like hyped it up because they're like, oh, she didn't even break, break character, and she kept crying. And it's like, I watched that scene, and I'm like, because there, it, it was so fast... I don't understand why she was crying in the first place. I, I don't know. It felt it felt really weird. Like the whole the whole idea behind that scene was like she's getting to know this character that she eventually. Well, you know, you haven't seen it yet, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I haven't seen it. it. Yeah, I shut the hell up. I won't spoil it. God damn it! Just know that I don't understand why people made a big deal of. Oh, she she cried. You want to hear some dumb shit though? I was on fucking YouTube a couple days ago, and you're on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes I go on the YouTubes to watch the cat videos. Oh yeah, okay. you know they like you know do cute stuff. But anyways, I was looking for my cat videos, <laughs> <laughs> and I found this. There was a fucking trailer for season two of Squid Game, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm not gonna click on it. But in the still image of the trailer of the little J JPEG was a huge spoiler for the show. Really? And I'm like, motherfucker. In the official trailer, I was like, are you kidding me? It really pissed me off. It, it spoiled like multiple things. And I'm like, fuck, dude. So I watched The French Dispatch by Wes Anderson. Oh, God. And... Barf. Boring. Yeah, snooze fest. Well, okay, guys, you can turn off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... I'll be brief. I love Wes Anderson. I think he is amazing. I love Paul Thomas Anderson, his brother. I think he is amazing. They have both different styles. They're great. What are you laughing about? They're not brothers. Yeah, they are. They are not. Yeah. They, are they? Yes. No. Yeah, they're brothers. What? They're real brothers you're in real life. You're blowing my mind. Go look it up right now because now you're, you're gaslighting me and I don't know if this is real or not, but I'm pretty sure it is. Well, anyways, while, while Dan's looking that up, I will say you can probably skip this movie. It's it's fine unless you're super like into Wes Anderson. It's funny. It's an anthology movie. It really jumps all over the place. It's very fast paced. The movie is not waiting for you to catch up to what's going on or the jokes are very dry. Um, I did think it was funny at times. I mean, 
of course, how it was constructed was amazing. So many great actors. I think a lot of them were under underutilized, and they kind of just wanted to be in the film because it's a Wes Anderson film. But overall, it was fine. Certainly wasn't one of my favorites of his. I was I was a bit disappointed. I think me and my wife and like another couple were the only ones laughing in the theater, and everyone else is just sitting there silently waiting for it to be over. Oh, like, that's that's terrible. Because there's no real plot in this movie. It's the, the plot is so thin. So you're really there to laugh. And you're, if you're not laughing, then yeah, you have, it's rough. But I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. okay. That's all I have to say about that. Did you, did you do your research? I did. And you are wrong. <gasps> no, what? <laughs> no way. Yes way. Wes Anderson's siblings are Eric Chase Anderson and Mel Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson has no relation. Oh, uh, well, I'm a fucking idiot loser. <laughs> I was tricked, and uh, you know what? I'm going to double down and say, Dan, you're wrong. I'm going to say that internet page you're reading is wrong, and I'll never admit defeat. Okay. And you'll go, like, back in time and, like, splice some genes to make your answer right. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breed me some Andersons. I'm going to make the <laughs> ultimate Anderson. Miss, I'll make Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Neo will, will rise from the ashes. Damn it. I thought I was right. All these years, I've been living a lie. I think there's a Brad Anderson that's a good... Yeah, uh, he did Session 9, which I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyways, okay. So oh, let's... he did The Machinist, too. Oh, yeah, The Machinist was fucking cool. Yeah, okay, so give me your last movie. So, last movie, real quick, Dune. I watched oh, the new boy. Dune. Guess what? It's really fucking good. You should go see Dune. <laughs> I've heard it's very good. <laughs> um... Timothy Chalamet, he's he's great. I mean, he's a little deadpan in this. Uh, I feel like he can grow into becoming even better. Like, mm. I think he's a good actor now, but I feel like he could, the longer and more he acts, especially for how young he is, he's just only going to get better and greater. So Oscar Isaac plays his, uh, his dad, Duke Leto. And he's really good. And then you got uh, Jason Momoa, who is like, you know, yeah. everyone's like. Ooh, everyone's heartthrob. Sexy sex. Josh Brolin's in it. Oh, my God. There's Josh so many Brolin's good in, in this. Yeah. Wow. He plays a badass, too. And even if you know the story of Dune, it's this is still really fun to watch because they take everything very seriously in this. And they take all the silly stuff from, like, the first Dune movie and they make it more practical and realistic. But it's still fun. I Like, I was still having fun with, like. Like, this is definitely a darker tone. Um, I kind of wish the movie was a little more colorful. They really, like, wash out a lot of the colors, but mm -hmm. some of the ideas and concepts that they bring to the table and how the worm looks and some of the, like, you know, when they do the, the scene with the hand in the box, that's yeah. really good. Some of those recreated, like, really special moments from, like, the books in the, in the old movie. They're still there. They're still great. Uh, they made the fight scenes way better because... Fucking David Lynch has no idea how to shoot an action scene. And they, Dennis, Dennis Villeneuve, who's the director, just did a fantastic job shooting this movie. Cinematography is so fucking cool. Like, so, there's these really cool scenes where the villains, they have like these hover packs where they just kind of like float. And you don't hear the packs. They just, they just like float onto the screen from like the top to the bottom. Wow. And it's so scary and like like ethereal. I love it. I love it. I love it. And they do it a few times where they have this like floating technology where they just, and this is a two part movie, right? Like there's uh yes, okay. this is only the first part. And there's going to be another one there. I, I think it's guaranteed. They're going to make it for sure. Damn. It's two hours and 31. Yeah. It's very long. I would say they could have cut out some of the movie. 
they kept doing a a um a dream sequence where Paul Atreides, the main character, is dreaming about the blue eyed woman, you know, that mm-hmm. he meets later. And they do that, I, I'd say about a thousand million times. And I think maybe they could have cut it down to like maybe like like one million times instead of like a hundred thousand million times. Uh, <laughs> that's my only critique. Cause I'm just like, man, I get it. I get it. You're like really horny for this girl. You haven't met like we, you're going to be the Quizak Satarak. Give a dog a bone. I'm in, I'm already in dude. Relax. <laughs> and the movie does. It's just, I don't it, it really hits it home too much. But anyways, other than that, fantastic. Go see it. That's all I guess. I'll have to watch it, man. All right, Dan, do the thing. All right. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Give us your movies. Let us watch them. That's it. Yeah. Don't don't give us anything else. We only want movies. Yeah, only movies. Only movies for movie boys. Thank you again for sticking with us, guys, and listening and tuning in every week. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And uh, But not to me. And uh, fuck, man, I'm still feeling shitty, but I'm doing the podcast. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Go check out the necropodicon.com. Uh, so many good podcasts on there. I mean, I, I say it every episode and I mean it. I'm not fucking around. There's just really good shit on there. Go check out Sons of the Fathers. I'm on that show now. The episodes are live. I'm fantastic. I'm not biased. Um, you can't, if you're talking about yourself in a positive way, it's not biased. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, it's really fun. It's a tabletop RPG, Call of Cthulhu, actual play, uh, drama. Uh, when I'm on it, it's a comedy, but it's mainly supposed to be like a drama, uh, horror, you know, and it's great. Go check it out. It's so much fun. Um, you never know when a character's going to die. That's what I like about it. And you get like invested in their stories. But okay, thanks again. Appreciate you. Dan, you have the final word. That concludes our catch-up episode. Please mm-hmm. tune in next week for mayonnaise. <laughs>